I really started again, um, well, for the first time. I'm not pulling any punches when I'm at these events, you know, because I, I kept walking around this, the, um, uh, the one in Vegas, and I mentioned a few times, uh, um, wow, a lot of the leaders in this field are really fat. <laughs> I don't understand it. You're self-employed. Uh, you say you're so successful. It's like, you know, maybe it's just me, but it's like, you know, uh, that and I was I was greatly amused to remind everybody there when they were talking about people. It's like, you know, all the leaders in that world and pretty much the NGH world, hmm, you know, who trained them in NLP, right? Uh, so, and a few people asked me, you really train like Jason Lynette and Richard Nongard? And I could go down the list, Scott Sandlin. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got their, I got their data if you want it, you know, when they took the trainings. Stephen G. Jones, you know, pointed that out to people. So, because uh, I was always very calm and like very more reserved, but it's like, as I said in a couple of my seminars, I don't give a shit anymore. My career's on this side now. I'm doing other stuff that I find more interesting. So, you know, it, it, to me, it's fascinating. But I played that song, How Do You Like Me Now? Because, you know, it can, whatever motivates you, right? And your mission, other people won't understand. You know, and it's challenging. And the line in the song I really like is when you know, he said he went to Tennessee to chase his dream. She made fun of him. We, we see people do that all the time. Even just starting your hypnosis practice. Why are you doing that? You know, why'd you walk away from a six-figure? This is back in the mid-80s. Walk away from a six-figure job selling computers, computer maintenance programs, right? To go start a practice. It's because I fucking hated that job, right? And, uh, you know, I was getting into this kind of thinking. So what motivates you? What gets people to, to, what gets you motivated? You know? I can't, I'm trying to figure out something. All right, so today I was gonna, I said I would talk about a new NLP technique. Actually, I'm gonna put two things together. Uh, Cause I had, I had, uh, yeah, Billy, yeah. In the Navy, remember playing that at the NGH in like 97, right before my daughter went in the Navy? We're playing it at the, <laughs> I think Charles was there. We were, you know, like, good luck, daughter. You're going to grow up quick on that in boot camp and in the Navy. But anyway, so yeah, so I was going to do a technique. Uh, and it's kind of a riff on what one of the most talented people I've come across lately. Uh, um, Jeff Neal taught during the sports training. Uh, and, uh, and, one thing I've done quite a bit and how useful it can be. Um, can't get my, anyway, I don't know why my, hold on, I'm trying to get one thing done, technical difficulties, technical difficulties. I'm making Michelle co-host, it took a minute, I couldn't get this thing to go. All right, so today, a lot of times when people are going out of town, right? When you got a conference, a seminar, a wedding, a vacation, right? And you're you're on some kind of self-development program. Maybe you're losing weight. Maybe you started a workout regime. Maybe whatever it happens to be, right? How many people, me included at times, use the seminar, workshop, vacation, wedding as an excuse 
to get off your routine that's making you successful at what you do, right? You know, well, everyone knows you you got to eat shitty on a cruise, right? Really, I think they have world-class chefs on those cruises, but, you know, let's just, you know, waddle from breakfast to brunch to lunch to after brunch to dinner to the midnight snack and then lay by the pool all day and wonder why I gained goddamn weight, right? Whatever it happens to be. So... So it's it's easy. And then people around you will will question why you're doing what you're doing. You know, why are you going to the gym? Why are you eating healthy? Da, 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 da. It's a vacation. It's a break, right? And I love the saying, you know, um, you can have excuses or you can have action plans. You really can't have both. You got to do one or the other, right? You got to you can make the excuse, and that's wonderful. God knows in addictions, I lived there for 15 years, you know. And but what's your action plan, right? And then you got to stay to your action plan. Again, reminding yourself that no matter where you're at, some of the people you think would be supportive are the least supportive, you know. In fact, I had a wonderful experience at HypnoThoughts. I thought amusing, you know, because we are at the pool party, you know, and a guy there sponsors the pool party, buys everybody drinks under the old, uh, 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 I guess he thinks it impresses people. Makes me wonder how good a trainer you are if you got to get people drunk to like you, but that's that's a different story. Uh, but, you know, and I'm standing there drinking my bottle of water and somebody says, you're still not drinking? You know, don't you know you could overcome it with your mind? And I'm like, really, this is interesting, you know. Right? And then they mentioned, well, someone says in our field, and I'm like, really? She's an asshole. <laughs> I, it, but it's fun and it's different. But I mean, people that should be like celebrating your success, whether you're sticking to your diet or you're not drinking or you're doing this, are the ones that's going to sabotage you. And all I could think to, when the person said it is, what does me drinking or not drinking got anything to do with you? Absolutely nothing to do with you. I was having fun. I danced. Michelle was there. She saw me. I read. I'm out there dancing you know, shaking my ass like a, like a, like a high school cheerleader, <laughs> you know, I was having fun, yeah, so the people that should support you, dead, sometimes they don't, it's kind of sad, but it's true, um, so, you know, and I tried to maintain my routine, it's why I kept a car there, why I would do what I would do, you know, so, but how do you keep that routine, that's the question, right, so, so, you know, Jeff, Neil taught a really cool technique and I'm going to kind of take his technique. I don't know what to call it yet and, and morph on it. Right. Which is because a lot, if you've ever had this experience, you're going to something like that, a seminar, workshop, class, whatever it happens to be. And you plan on, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do this. And then you get there and the plans go this way and everything else goes that way. And then you come back and you go, Bleh. why did I do that? Right? Why did I skip the workouts, eat the shit, do whatever, right? And so here's, you know, Jeff taught a technique. It's in and it, it what he what it is is you go out past the experience you want to have. Like you do an experience success, you imagine doing this experience successfully, and you go out past it and look back on how you feel because you made it successfully if that makes sense. I'm like, that's a cool technique. You know, he does, does it with his athletes, right? And they're getting ready, you know, fighters are getting ready to go into the ring. That's kind of a high stress thing. You're going out in a stadium with five or 10,000 screaming fans, literally 
fighting for your life, it, it seems like at times. You know, we think we have stress, that stress when you're stepping into the octagon or the boxing ring, right? And so I'm like, that's a cool technique. I wonder if we could, I wonder if I could tweak that for what I have to do, right? So I was thinking, okay, I'm going to the this conference and I've been there before a little bit. So I kind of knew what was going to go on. So I laid out a plan in my mind. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I wanted to do this, right? And because I forget who taught me this, I built in some a little bit of flexibility. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I could stick to my diet, but you know what? I don't want to be a Nazi about shit, right? A food Nazi or, or whatever, right? But I could do some things. So I, you know, I had my plan and I could do the new behavior generator, picture myself at the conference. I kind of knew, you know, what it would be like and all the stuff that was going to go on. Excuse me. And then I was going to sneak away. Plus I knew my schedule. I was off on Thursday. I didn't really have classes on Saturday. So I went and worked out at a health club on Tuesday and or uh, Thursday and Saturday, which is kind of my normal routine, right? And uh, and when I got, I got there a day early, so I worked out Monday, Thursday, and Saturday at a at a health club. And the, this hotel has a, has a really good gym. And I went there once, but I'm like, I want to go to a real health club. That's my, you know. Uh, plus, I was peopled out, to be honest with you. I'm like, I need to get away. I just, you know. So I went there and worked out, had a great time, you know, and I pictured, I knew how the food was going to be. So I got there early, made sure I had my uh, they put a, a refrigerator in my room. So I had fruit and meat. And then someone on the call had gotten too much fruit and meat. So I got an extra platter. So, you know, and I knew the, that during the conference, you have the, the the Vegas buffet, which I all I put on my plate pretty much was the meat, some green vegetables. And all but one day, I pretty much skipped the the buffet table, not the, the dessert table, right? And again, that rationalization kicked in. I only had cheesecake. Cheesecake does have some protein, right? But I booked, I knew I, I, you know, I'm human. I was there, I wanted to have fun. You know, and there were people I was sitting with each day. I had a good time. Uh, so I built in that little bit of a, you know, flexibility in my plan, you know? Because we have an ex-military commander here. If you're building out a battle plan, you better have some flexibility in there because shit's gonna break. You know, shit's going to go wrong. People are going to not do what you want them to do. Right. So anyway, I built that in my plan. I thought, this is great. I'm going to do this. So then I ran the new behavior generator. Right. And I saw myself doing it. Right. Great. That's the plan. And then I pictured myself after the conference, after I got back home, which I got home Monday, late Monday, because it was it was not a, it was an interesting flight home. Right. So I got home late Monday. And so actually it was yesterday on Tuesday, you know, I, well, I imagined a couple of days after the conference, looking back, how would I feel if I stuck to my plan? How would I feel? What would I see here or feel? Well, you know, I actually lost a pound. I didn't gain weight while I was there. You know, I kept up my workouts, you know, uh, the days I went to the gym, the days I didn't, I did cardio Tybo shit in my room, right? And so it was like, you know, I could do this thing. You know, we're in, a, we're in the internet generation. I had my laptop. I could just call up the workout. The hotel rooms are pretty spacious there. So there was room to do my little, little stuff. You know, how would I feel doing that? Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with feeling accomplishment and pride that, hey, I stuck to it, you know? And, you know, other than the two pieces of cheesecake, okay, two and a half pieces of cheesecake. One day I had a little bit extra. Um, 
but that's over the seven days I was gone. I, I would call that a victory, right? And I kept up. I did that, right? And and I had fun. I was I accomplished what I wanted to do there, meeting people, um, went to a lot of brand new um, workshops like Hypnosis 101. Someone on the call did like a, a, a NLP, presuppositions of NLP. I went to another one on, you know, basic inductions, you know, all these subjects I, I, I think I'm pretty familiar with, right? But I went there, it was fun. You know, a couple of people I knew that were doing it, Steve Rollins, Michelle, Albert Vermonte did a brilliant one on uh, for at NLP for actors. And so I was bouncing in and out a lot of the uh, uh, entry level stuff because I'm convinced it's the things I know that I do not do that's probably my sabotage. You know, I'm on to the next thing or trying to do this or trying to do that. Um, uh, no, I didn't go there to grade their skills, Mr. Reed. I was there like, let's just have some fun. What can I went in asking the questions I used? I didn't do it today, but what can I learn new today? What's going to amuse me in this class? You know, um, is there something here I can learn differently? I went to Tracy Cannot, one of her classes. It was a blast. Uh, so I was just bouncing around going, you know, how can I have fun? What can I learn, right? Um, because I don't want to be one of those trainers that never go into other people's seminars because you have I have nothing left to learn, right? I think I have a lot to relearn because, you know, I, I, I'm constantly working. On it. So anyway, the technique was, and I should write it up, is you know, I kind of laid out the plan as best I could. I kind of knew what was going to go on. I knew when I was teaching, all that. I could work that in there. Um, and then ran it in my head as the new behavior generator, see myself doing all those things, right? Um, and then fast forward to after the event, sticking to my plan pretty tight looking back and how does that make me feel going i pretty much accomplished those goals right i didn't lose my temper that i can remember once right um which that's unusual for me i put that in my plan because lately i you know there's a reason why in acting i can go from smiling guy to rageful serial killer you know it's, it's called accessing those inner states you know and i can express it good in a in a horror film um but I didn't get up to, I had a good time, networked with people, got along, got along with people I usually don't get along with. Right. And it was, it was good time. And then how that made me feel. Right. And then access those feelings. Uh, and it worked when I got back and I was thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, yeah, it, it, it worked. I sat through it, you know, and ran through it. And looking back, it was surprisingly effective. I always forget because I have the paradox of knowledge, how effective these techniques are if you bother to apply them. You know, if you bother to, 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 to apply them, right? How many of us on this call, because you're all coaches and hypnotists and all that, masters at this, you'll do it with other people, but you won't do it on yourself, right? You'll, you'll put it in the back burner. And I say that to self-disclose, because during the conference, somebody came, about four people came up and go, well, I want to thank you. I go, for what? You know? And it was uh, three ladies and a guy go, well, I posted a thing on their travel tips or whatever they do, which is really pretty smart from a business thing. They, they ask 
I think, I don't know if they asked or some of us just started doing it. Those of us do a lot of conferences. What are your tech, what are your tips to make a conference go well? And so people were not just like, come to my class bullshit. It was like, well, I do this, you know, uh, I posted, I carry that little, thanks to my wife, a little uh, um, humidifier because Vegas is dry. I don't take it when I go to Massachusetts, but in Vegas, that little humidifier is good. And a technique I learned from a seminar guy, put a wet towel over the air conditioner to get some more humidity. And I was just posting stuff like that. And people were posting ideas, you know, when you're checking into the, especially in Vegas, checking in the hotel, if you give them even $5 tip, right? Five or 10, you know, you just put it down as you're checking in and go, this is for you, right? It gets you either upgraded. It got my, it got my refrigerator for free. I said, well, I need a fridge. And the lady goes, oh, yeah, I see that. And I'm, I, I think I tipped her 10. I said, this is for you. You're, plus, I was checking in at like 2.30 in the morning because I got there in the middle of the night, right? And so I go, this is for you. You're working hard. You're up all night. You know, so yeah, here, this is for you. So she gave me a uh, the refrigerator for free. And, she, and I go, if it's possible, could I be not too close to the elevators, but not all the way at the end of the hall? Because it's a goddamn 100-yard dash at the end of that to get to the end of that hall at that hotel. It is, it's a huge hotel, it's Vegas. It's Vegas, baby, you know, it's a huge hotel, right? So she put me like, right, like about a 20% in, so it was away from the elevator and the noise, but not, not a, you know, hike to the end. So she, you know, and it was just that little thing. And when I was checking in to get my car, you know, it was, again, it was the middle of the night, and I, all I did was slap a five down and go, this is for you. You're working hard. And he goes, well, thank you. And I said, now, just between me and you, I don't want any of that bullshit. I don't want extra coverage. I don't want the gas. I don't want, you know, tolls or any of that bullshit that you guys tag on, if that's okay with you, as I'm sliding in just $5, right? And I'm still fighting with budget on a car two trips ago where they weren't supposed to do it. And then I look at my credit card and they racked on the including tolls, and this was in Los Angeles, and I knew I, where I was going. I used to live there. There's no toll road where I was at. Why would I want tolls, right? So anyway, that little, those little tips work, right? So my tip was, when you're getting ready to get on the plane or the drive or whatever, uh, step into fast time, right? Close your eyes. Imagine a, an event you went through, a, a course, a seminar, a part, anything where you had fun and time flew. Right. When you have a good movie, it'll do it to you. But any experience you have where time flies and you step into that experience, fast time, make it. How's it feel on the inside when you're in fast time? Your brain's operating. You're feeling great. You're doing this. You're doing all those things and you're having fun. And the next thing you know, the party's over, the movie's over, the seminar, the workshop's over. It was great. So step into that experience as you're getting ready to leave, either get on the airplane or even drive. Right. Getting in your car to drive. And you will not speed, by the way, until some people, then you're going to drive fast. No, not necessarily. You're just going to get lost in the moment, you know? Uh, and so, you know, it seems to work, right? So anyway, these people are thanking me for teaching that technique. Step into fast time and you'll find yourself maybe reading a book and not worrying about how it's going to happen, reading a book, getting into a fascinating conversation. You're on a plane for two or three hours and sitting next to somebody and you start talking and it's a wonderful conversation, whatever. Or driving along, you're lost in music, you're just, or an audible book, whatever you do, but time goes quickly. 
So these people came up and were thanking me for it. And I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. It, you know, it's good to know. Thank you for doing, you know, thank you for thanking me. Yada, yada, yada. But in the back of my mind is going, fuck, I forgot to do that. Right? And it was an okay trip out to Vegas. It wasn't bad. It just, you know, it was it's a four and a half hour flight from Tampa. And it's a direct flight, right? And midnight, I left Tampa at 11 o'clock, landed in like whatever it was, 1.30 or 2 in the morning, and got my car and all that other stuff. Think of well, Vegas, most things don't close. Um, so anyway, but I didn't do it on the way out there. Even though I just did the tip, I taught it. I said, this is what people should do. I didn't do it. You know, I didn't do it. So on the way back, as I'm, I got to the airport early, because again, I'm taking the red eye home, leaves Vegas at 11 o'clock. was supposed to land here at like 5.30 in the morning or six. And plane was there when I got there, because I got there real early, like 7, 7.30, right? And the plane was there. So I'm like, oh, cool, the plane's here. I know I'm going home, right? And, uh, and we're about to get on the plane and I, I did a little exercise, doing my stretches, stepped into fast time, stepped into fast time. And amazing thing happened as I'm stepping up to get on the plane, you know, in the zone one boarding, because I paid to board early on uh, on Frontier, I started a conversation with the guy behind me. And um, I just said, well, usually the flights back from Vegas are very quiet. The flights to Vegas can get a little noisy, you know, because people are gearing up from the party. The flight's home, people are going, what the hell did I do? Or whatever they did, right? It's Vegas. And so just start a conversation. I just said to him, I go, yeah, usually flights out of Vegas at night or on the way home, out of here or quiet. And he goes, oh, he was in California. Start a, we were in line like 15 minutes. There was a little bit of delay. That's not unusual, right? And found out he was retired army, um, just retired in the last few months as a chief warrant officer in the army. You know, moved to Tampa. We start this conversation and we're talking to the war officer. I go, were you a pilot? Because I was a crew chief, you know, and we start. No, no, he was a some guy training. I don't know what that was, but it was, I think, more. Uh, oh, oh, um, information technology. Right. Uh, and so anyway, he got a, his warrant officer commission in the Army and spent 26 years. We carried on a lovely conversation. There's no other for it. Just pleasant shooting shit, you know. Um, yeah, and laughed the whole time. He started talking. We were saying something. I said, "Oh yeah, my daughter talks about you know when she was deployed one time that how these some of these deployed women fall in love with the idea that they're a Kandahar ten, you know, as they would say, you know, when you're deployed, your ratings and attractiveness, female. This is very sexist, but I'll say it. Your attractiveness goes up, you know. So when you're in when you're in the green zone." You know, you're a Kandahar 10, you're a you're a deployed nine, right? Then when you get back to port, now you're back to port. <laughs> and he goes, I haven't heard that since he was deployed to Iraq. And so we're standing there talking and just had anyway, that's part one. Then we get on the plane and I'm, I took my melatonin and I'm sitting there getting ready to crash. And suddenly the engineers, mechanics get on the plane. There was a problem. They had to change something and it was right above one of the first seats, right? And so, first of all, everybody else is bitching. Why didn't they do this for the two hours the plane was here? Why didn't they do that? Everything people could do. And I'm thinking, maybe they needed the pilot on board to help with whatever's going on. I remember that just from 
you know, I could, as a crew chief, you're doing work, but you need somebody in the pilot seat to, to do whatever it is, right? I didn't know, but everybody's bitching. I thought, I was, and because I was in fast time, I thought it was funny, right? And so it was fun and everybody's, and I'm just watching for a minute. And the next thing I know, you know, they're doing the ding, ding, ding. You know, we've started our final descent into Tampa or we'll be starting our descent in you know, about 45 minutes out, right? Because I passed out. I was just literally out for almost the whole time, you know? And uh, so I got up and, you know, because uh, I am an old white guy, I did have to go to the bathroom. So I got up, you know, was coming out and the flight attendant was there. I go, how long were we, uh, how long were we delayed? And he goes, you were out because I was sitting right up front. And I said, yeah, I'm like, thank God. Because I, he goes, we were delayed like an hour and 40 minutes, right? I said, really? I had no idea because I knew we were late, you know, um, because when I looked at my watch, you know, it said one time, but I looked outside, it was sunlight. So we were coming in. It was like, I think we landed at eight, you know, instead of like uh, six in the morning, we landed at eight, right? And um so it was kind of fun using fast time actually worked, right? Because I actually did it. And wait, there's more if you order now. No, then I land in Tampa and I went to get my bag, right? I had my roll on, but I had checked the bag. And so I went to get my bag. It took an hour and 20 minutes to get my bag, right? Because they, and they announced they were, I, I give them credit. They were, they were transparent, I guess you say. They like, look, to be honest with you, we only got one crew. Right. And they're going on break. It was their break time. And I I know and people bitch, well, they could work through it and this and that. And I go, I've had union jobs where if you miss your break, you lose your break. I ain't missing my break. I don't care that grandma's got to wait on her damn bag in Tampa. I'm taking my break. Right. So I thought it was amusing. Then people bitch, why don't they hire somebody? And I was the one said, well, you know, if nobody wants the job, it's kind of hard to hire anybody. <laughs> it's like they could offer it. Mr. Reed's going through that. Here it is. It's good money. We'll throw this at you. But, you know, and of course, on the other side, I said, it is amusing because I remember they laid off like almost the whole ground crew when COVID hit. You know, then they, when they went to call them back, guess what? They had other jobs, but that's a different story. But I just found the whole thing amusing. Right. And yes, I was tired from being on an airplane for with the lot with the thing over six hours with the delay on the tarmac. Right. Then I found out when he goes, Yeah, you could have got up and left. They let everybody off the plane if they wanted to leave while they were fixing the thing. I'm like, I was out, man. I was passed out in the corner. Right. Uh, so anyway, it was kind of, it was, uh, it worked. It reminded me the power of this. So step into fast time if you got a trip in the, you know, I have another trip next week. Um, week from tomorrow, I fly to beautiful, uh, where is it? Providence, Rhode Island. And get my rental car because the rental car there is over less than half of what it would cost me to rent a car in Boston. Right. So I fly into, and it's a direct flight, right, from Tampa to Providence. Uh, so I'm going up there for the National Guild of Fitness Convention. So I want to make sure I step into fast time. I'm going to do the same process that I said about, okay, here's my plan with some parameters in there. Um, and, you know, can I stick to the plan? You know, and because I do know that, we'll get one second, Charles. I do know like right across the street from where, they, where we stay is a Planet Fitness, which I'm a member of, 
you know, so I could just take my little butt across the well, get in my car. Cause I'm I'm one of those guys that'll drive, you know, half a mile to go work out. <laughs> you know, but there's a there's that and there's grocery stores that I guess now they have I'm I'm actually staying at the hotel where the conference is, which I rarely do there. Um and I know they have uh, refrigerators in the room and microwaves and a and a coffee pot. So I'm like, okay, I could I could, you know, other than that wonderful goddamn turkey dinner they give you on Saturday night, I'm, uh, you know. And last year, I didn't even go for the turkey dinner. I fell asleep. I did the process there, and I fell asleep, missed the banquet. First time in 30 years, I missed the banquet, right? But I was, I fell asleep, woke up, it was 8 o'clock, said, I'm not going. And my ego was, was enough. They, nobody will miss me, you know. And, very, and nobody noticed I wasn't there, so. Kept my ego in check. So that's it. The kind of new technique is do the new behavior generator on the process that you want. Get to the end. Feel step into the success, and feel the 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 submodalities of that success: visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and then look back. You know that that your your plan worked with, with whatever parameters you set in it. You know. Whatever parameters. Aren't you going to do it for us? You, you said, pardon? Aren't you going to do it for us? I mean, come on, really? You're not going to just talk about it and not do it? Come on, really, Doc? Are you okay today? Okay, I guess I could. <laughs> well, do you have it? I know, well, Michelle's going to the conference right anybody anybody got a trip coming up anybody got something they need to do that well you could just pretend right or if you're working on a project what's your project you're working on you could do it there what's a, finishing a book writing a seminar whatever it happens to be right so let's do the technique Good. Take a deep breath and close your eyes. And now imagine, imagine, and all sounds that you hear just help you to relax. My dog, if you hear squeaking a toy in the other room or whatever's going on, sounds where you're at, only help you to relax because you don't have to go deep as you well know. I want you to think about this project or this thing that you want to do. Maybe, or if you've got a trip and you want to stay to your routine on the trip. And now see yourself doing all the things that you know you want to do. And now if you're going on a trip, the flight, the, the, or the travel, sticking to your routine, whatever that routine is, exercise, nutrition, meditation, self-care, right? So you stay to it. Or if you're on a project, see yourself doing all the steps you know you need to do to finish that project. Write the book, edit the book, get some feedback, whatever it is you need to do. And see yourself doing that and, and working in some realistic parameters. You know? But very tight, realistic parameters. Very tight, realistic parameters because you're still human 
but you stick to your plan, 75, 80%. And then step into that and see here, feel yourself doing all of those things, sticking to your plan, you know, planning the work, working the plan. And then go out past the project or the experience and look back on how good you feel because you did it. You stuck to your routine. You, you did the plan. You worked the plan. You planned the work. And you stuck to it and see, hear, and feel. Notice how, you, how good you feel, that pride, that contentment, that, yes, I did it. And even in that plan, you see some people like maybe like, ah, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Put away the book for the day, whatever the project the thing is, you could, let's do this. And you go, no, I'm sticking to my plan. And so feel how good you feel. Now bring that feeling back to today and know that this plan you're making is going to be perfect for what you want to do. Good. Good. And now run it through again, one more time. See here and feel yourself doing the plan, knowing that there, there'll be some naysayers, some people you know, trying to derail your success, whatever it happens to be. And you can let that go with forgiveness. But, and then go out past it till you're done with the plan or you've done the accomplishment. Look back on today and think how good you feel. Feel that pride, that joy, that happiness. And bring that into now. Now bring it all back into now. And know that you and your higher self can guide you in ways that can surprise and delight you. And it's all about programming yourself, programming yourself, programming yourself for success, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial success, success at every level. Program yourself for success. Now bring that all together. Now take a deep breath and exhale. But keep your eyes closed one more moment. And if you have a trip you need to take, imagine seeing yourself stepping into fast time. Maybe it was a party you were at. Maybe it was a seminar, a workshop, class, but you went, whoa, that was great. And you really enjoyed it. And your body is fast. You're thinking fast. You're feeling fast. Everything's fast. Time flies by. And notice what color it is on the inside. How, how your sound is acute, but it's fine. You're thinking quick. You're feeling good. Now imagine being able to take that fast time whenever you have a trip that you need to take, whether it's flying or driving, whatever you have to do, and how you can step into that so the time can fly by when you're, have, when you're on a trip. Good. Good. And now take a deep breath. Open your eyes. Come on back. So that's, I don't know what to call that technique. I don't know if Jeff had a name for it. I just thought it was cool. Program yourself for success. Yeah, and then look back, feel the goodness, and see if it works. All right. Well, I'm going to stop the report. Any feedback on the technique? Techniques. There were actually two in there.
technique was great. Love it. It's a very natural flow. It's easy. You know, it's easy to stick with it. It's just very fluid. You Maybe it's just you, but I, it just felt very fluid. Cool. All right. I'm stopping the recording. <laughs>